0: Hello, you are listening to Proverbs with Daisy Maskell. It is me, Daisy. Welcome. This is a podcast all about extraordinary people and extraordinary stories. Here we will shine the spotlight on their journeys and hopefully learn something about ourselves and the way that we live our lives from their experiences too. Join me for the next half an hour as we get to know our guest. Angel Long is joining us on this episode of the Proverbs podcast. She is a porn star who has starred in and directed countless shoots over the past few decades and shares her experiences doing so to break down the stigma whilst also educating us on the common misconceptions she faces. She is such a positive, empowering woman who teaches other young girls how to navigate the sex industry in a safe and consensual way, and she helps them to embrace being sexually liberated as opposed to feeling shamed. Here she is.
1: Today we are speaking to porn star and director Angel Long. Angel, how are you doing? I'm good, thank
2: you. How are <laughs>
1: you? I'm not too mad. Thanks so much for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. I'm really excited, actually. Yeah, A little nervous, but excited. So it's good. It's, it's all good. We're going to have a nice little <laughs> yeah. chat. I'm sure we're going to find out a lot about each other yeah. as well. I guess I'll start off by asking a question that I'm sure different people have a lot of different answers to, which is how did you get into your industry? Where did you start off? Oh where
2: did, well basically I start I mean I'm 40 now no that's a lie I'm 41 now I've had my birthday in November I forgot um <laughs> but yeah I started when the I was about years don't
1: count <laughs> oh my god I know it's
2: been like crazy this last couple of years hasn't it but um I basically I started when I was about 20 um mm-hmm. and I used to watch porn when I was sort of younger like when I used to live at this house um rented a room off my friend and I found all his porn and all of that and i was like and i was with someone and, and i love fucking like you know i was i was never very confident um growing up like i'm quite shy anyway and um don't particularly like pictures being taken of myself and on all that sort of stuff but i love to fuck and i love the thought of people watching me so i thought i thought well, why not give it a go at the time it was really hard to find out anything because obviously we didn't have social media we didn't have you know we we had emails and phone calls and I and so I found basically an advert in a contact magazine um that says that said looking for models so I printed some pictures off I took some pictures on my little camera of me stood there naked or or I think I was naked yeah I must have been naked or topless or something and got them printed off so imagine how I felt when I (laughs) went into the (laughs) shop and I was like can I take these get these pictures printed and then (laughs) yeah (laughs) and actually sent um a written letter off to the to the agent and and he phoned me back and was like oh are you interested let's do it so and that was sort of how I started but I just loved I just loved the thought of um fucking like I just liked fucking people and 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 the thought of people actually watching me I suppose didn't really come into it until I started to get people notice me um once it had come out Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um but yeah that was it really that was how I got into it (laughs)
1: Do you know what I honestly think? Sometimes times were so much simpler without social media. I love these sort of stories. It was a very similar experience to me. I there I had social media around at the time when I I inter- entered into sort of TV and and radio and stuff like that. But I really took sort of an old school approach where I just went down with a little letter and a picture of me, <laughs> and funny. I went down to like yeah I did. I went down to the receptions of like Channel Four and the BBC and I, it and I just I just it over like a little like a little record I was going to a record label and honestly I think like those are some of the best ways to get noticed even now today because it really shows that drive and determination but that is that is a really really great story um I also found that once you enter into an industry and you've sort of seen behind the curtain you can almost never look at it the same I know you sort of said that you enjoyed watching porn before you actually got into it did your attitudes towards the porn industry change from what you knew beforehand without being in it I didn't watch
2: porn for years like when I when I got into it and I probably haven't really I've only just started watching porn again properly and like my porn watching skill what I like to watch is completely different to what I do um I think it's because I know how it what happens I know that I can look at a scene and I'm like oh yeah they cut there oh Yeah. yeah they um the guy's having problems getting wood or you know I can't look at it for what it actually is. Is, which is what you know everyone wants to watch it for um so I find that I have to watch stuff that I'm not doing or not filming or not um producing but I mean I didn't watch porn for years after yeah I, I it's swore, so really. funny that's
1: the way sometimes once you see what's going on behind the scenes, it, it just changes your perception forever. Yeah. Um, Angel, I have to ask you as well, because you in particular have a great stage name. How do people come up with stage names or how did you come up with yours? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, if, I, if, if I'm honest,
2: if I'd actually known that I was going to... Um do it for as long as I've done it or you know or get a career as, as I have I probably wouldn't have chosen Angel because at the time Angel was like a really popular name but I just loved the name I was like oh, I want to be called Angel like uh, I mean obviously my name's um Sarah in real life you know I don't hide it when I first started to do porn I think I actually came in as Sarah oh, I think I yeah I don't think I'd ha- had a stage name I don't think it was until I sort of went to America that I actually was like, oh, I want to get a stage name. And long just came because I'm very tall and I have long legs. That is the simple answer. Like, uh, there's no... You know, Angel's not a great name, is it? Really? I mean, at the time, like twenty wow, fifteen years ago, it was so popular, like in the porn industry. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't original at all. <laughs> but, um, but I think the the two fit well together. Yeah, I think it. I think it does work for me. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah. yeah, that's. I just liked the name Angel. That was it. And then Long, obviously, literally came because I was so tall. But like I said, I mean, when I first started, I, I was Sarah. I only did sort of 20 films or 10, um, like a television series as Sarah. So I've sort of been Angel for like 20 years and I don't get offended by it because I don't like hide what my name is. But I kind of think, Mm -hmm. well, you don't know me as Angel because Angel's the porn star and then Sarah's the home girl, if you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: And I guess sometimes it's nice to sort of have that, Difference as well. It's nice to have something that is sort of personal to you and the people that know you as well. And yeah, no, I get that. I get that for sure. Um, and then the rest was it history for Angel Long. Yeah, <laughs> I think the, it's a good name. Rest. I think it's stuck. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, what would you say is the biggest misconception about you or about the porn industry? Everyone is just fucking everyone.
2: That you turn up on set and the cameraman's getting a blowjob, you know, all of that. I think they just think that we're we're just shagging anyone. And I think the biggest miscon- misconception anyone would have of me as such is the fact that they think that, they, that I am shagging everyone and that mm. like, you know, and I'm actually, I mean, I'm in a relation, I mean, I'm married now. I'm not really into going out and shagging, you know, I don't cheat on my husband. So I just think people have this misconception of that we just all having sex all the time, which isn't. And it's really seedy and it's really not mm. that seedy. You know, we're just, mm-hmm. we get, at the end of the day, we're the, we get tested every, I mean, now it's every two weeks if you're working in, um, for a professional company. I mean, most of the time it's month, monthly um, if you're shooting content. So you pick up any STD like so quickly. Um, but how many people go and shag at the weekend and get pissed and don't use a condom? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're probably yeah. the safest, in, safer than a hell of a lot of other people.
1: Yeah. I think people really don't understand that this is a profession. You're doing this, you know, this is all run business. professionally. It's exactly, it's a business and it's done safely as well. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, exactly. exactly. What, would, what would you say a day in your work life is like? So run me through what a schedule for you looks like if it's the day of a shoot.
2: Oh, if it's the day of the shoot. So I'd get up early in the morning. I'm a bit of an early morning riser. not because not naturally early <laughs> um, getting up but i'd get up early i'd take my dogs for i've got two bulldogs i'd take oh. them for a walk um i'd have everything i like to have everything organized the day before so everything would packed ready um obviously you'd be you'd if i'm shooting then i'd have to get my do my makeup get all my clothes ready and stuff and then we'd drive to wherever it is um if it's a where i'm directing the talent would turn up on set you would talk about what you're doing, sort of consensual stuff, because um, obviously you've got to get consent from everyone if it's mm-hmm. a rougher scene. And then we'd shoot pretty girls, which is um, where you take some glamour pictures of girls. And then you'd take some hardcore shots of the whatever action it is, whether it be boy, girl, girl, girl. And then you would go into a sex scene. If you're shooting for a television company in England, you just have to shoot soft and hard. So you would normally shoot the hardcore scene first and then everyone would have to get dressed and you would shoot, then shoot a soft core scene, which is where you can't see anything. Um, You're actually sort of shagging, but we can't see any dick or any penetration or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you have the cum shot, talent, you pay the talent, they obviously go home and then you have to do all the cleanup and clear up of everything that's, you know, to put the set back to how it was. Mm And then you go home and then you even decide, oh, it can't, that's what I mean. I don't think people realize how long the day is, you know, it's, and it's, and it's all work sort of the whole day, really. You're not sort of like, you know, you obviously have lunch and things like that, but it, it is a hard day definitely and then obviously when you go home you then have to like sort all the content out the next day is all about the editing which could take Mm -hmm. wow. if it's a a, um I mean we shot for Evil Angel in America so we went there last mm, bloody COVID trying to work out when it was 2020 um and I shot two uh two movies for Evil Angel which is I was filming um so it was like my POV so I was um interacting with the girls and um then the guy would come in and then I'd still interact with the girls and then the guy would be shagging them and stuff because I don't do boy girl anymore I do um, especially when I'm directing but then we'd go home and we'd have to do all the editing and that could take wow it depends I mean if it's a good scene and it's I think it's good when I'm directing and I'm filming because I can kind of move the scene how I want it to go mm-hmm. um, because my style is very much talking to the into the to the to talent in the actual scene. So you hear my voice the whole time. And obviously I'm sort of touching the girls up so I can direct it how I want it to go. So it sort of flows. Mm-hmm. So when I know, okay, well, we've got enough of this, you know, I can flow them into some other position. So it's a lot easier to edit than if we're doing a Television X series where it's like two performers and we're just sort of cameramen filming the action um and especially when it's got two cameras because you have to edit them together
1: I think it's so great that you moved into directing as well did you think that that is something that you would ever get into when I
2: first started I obviously used to look at the free view and you'd see the names come up on the tv and I used to be like oh, I'd love to have my name come up on there like I would love to have <laughs> in my the name. credits <laughs> yeah or not even that because um like like I said a lot of stuff I shot was like Angel Long's whatever it is because mm. obviously they use my name as a sort of a to get people to watch it yeah um sorry i'm i'm, I'm like oh i'm so excited right now can you tell <laughs> I'm, I'm loving having Calm this conversation down. this is so good no
1: i feel oh, like we're on the same energy yeah i'm like oh my god <laughs>
2: so yeah i always wanted my name to come up in the like on the television so that they could see it so that anyone and everyone could see my name coming up angel long's world of filth or whatever it's called um so i always wanted to do that but yeah when i got into the industry i literally had no idea how to use a computer i'd you know i i sort of had a mobile phone but i mean we like i said we didn't really have social media i think myspace was about but it wasn't i wasn't really on it and stuff so i've taught myself so much um like taught myself how to film how to like put the lights up you know how to take pictures how to do all of this so then to have the achievement of actually getting a series and actually producing it myself and um you know all the way through from the idea to filming it to like editing it to like it going out on tv because we have to quality check it and everything like it was such a massive achievement that I was like you know what I want to fucking do this like oh, i it. good on it. you that,
1: that is amazing it's, it's so amazing to to find things that get you up in the morning and, and find hidden things within your industry that you end up really enjoying. And I think, no, it's a testament to your hard work. You've done really, really well. Mm, yeah. I mean, I
2: mean, don't get me wrong. Like I've not directed like fuckloads. loads. I've obviously I've done, I think I've done 10 series for Television X and then four movies for Evil Angel. I mean, my love for directing is the Evil Angel kind of like filth because, you know, it's me talking, me film, you know, me interacting with the girls like I i really really enjoy that kind of dynamic i suppose it is
1: angel how do you deal with getting recognized do you get recognized often
2: i think i used to get recognized a lot more when i was a lot more active on the channels i mean i only really work for myself now which is obviously the only fans and stuff Mm -hmm. um i used to always get recognized in birmingham like i couldn't really yeah it was really (laughs) funny yeah if if i ever went to birmingham you knew that you would get recognized you know Um, yeah I don't know what I don't know what (laughs) a very strange strange. (laughs) I mean I do I mean I do get recognized now um I would much rather people come and say hey than like like stare and talk to their friends and like "Mm," you know like we went to view a car the other day and my husband had gone in the day before to look at the car look at a different car and then we were like, oh, we we'll go and look at this car. And the guy come over and um, like when he walked away, he kind of looked back and I happened to be looking. I was like, oh, I think they know. And then they were chatting to all their friends, you know, in the like, you know, well, all the other workers kind of thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, they definitely know. Because you can just tell, you can just, of you course. can just know. And then as soon as we got in for the test drive, he's like, oh, so what do you guys film then? You know, but I'd rather they just say something than, you know talk behind your back but I yeah kind of it just creates go, an uncomfortable
1: atmosphere yeah, right
2: I kind of just go well you know at the end of the day I enjoy people watching my stuff so it's kind of cool yeah. that like they do realize who I am in a way you know
1: yeah you're proud of what you put out anyway so yeah
2: yeah you know I'm not ashamed of what I what I do and and I'm not bothered about people knowing if you know what I mean I don't care mm-hmm. about what people say or do or You know, like, so I think it's kind of, kind of cool. I'm like, yeah, man, you've wanked loads of me, haven't you? Fucking hope you've wanked hard. And that's what I say. That's what I'm like. I'm like, I
1: hope you've wanked hard, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Angel, you've got so much experience. What would you say if there is a singular moment? What has been one of your your most memorable shoots that you've done? When I got the, um,
2: different for being a performer and being a director... I think for me, um, I mean, I won an award in uh, like t- back in 2022 for an AVN award, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah. For like a best group sex scene and stuff, which was like a gut two, me and two guys doing a DP, which is like double penetration. Um, that was pretty cool. I just think moving into directing, I think that was just like, fuck yes. That, you know, and getting the evil, evil, the evil gig um approaching them and saying oh you know I'm interested because of my anxiety and how how it affects me um I'm not very good at I'm like oh no I can't do that oh you know I I don't want to email them I don't want to speak to them you know and and I kind of stopped myself for a little bit there was a couple of years where I just webcammed and I didn't really produce or whatever because I was my anxiety was so high that, that I just couldn't deal with like oh god you know there was no way I could have done this kind of conversation you know um, mm-hmm. So I think actually getting the, the evil gig and producing something. I mean, the first video, the first DVD we shot for them, they're like, oh, yeah, it was, it was really good. But, you know, you could have done this and this. And, and that was a bit like, oh, God, I don't like being criticised. But mm-hmm. you, I learnt from it, which was good. And now, like I say, like when I went there in um, January 2020 and I shot like Angela White and like Joanna Angel, and um, Lexi Law like that I think was that was cool that was like I'm so proud of that because I mean I don't think any English person uh, English director is shot for evil like as a director really so that was that was a fucking big achievement.
1: That's amazing that yeah. is so amazing and it's so nice to look back and I think sometimes you know you can get yourself in these situations I really suffer with imposter syndrome especially when I'm Stepping into something new, you're constantly questioning yourself. And I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I, I'm so bad at criticising myself and putting my own work down yeah. that when someone else criticises oh. me, it's like, oh god, it's isn't you're like, oh my god, no. I know. <laughs> Especially I know. when you thought it was really good. <laughs> yeah, and you're, and you're like, oh my I god, I because it. It takes such a such a long time for me to. It takes a lot for me to notice that the good in my own work. So when yeah. someone turns around and, and maybe points out some of its flaws, yeah, yeah. the the world the world sort of fall, falls apart then. But then you know the, the silver lining is constructive criticism is a good thing, and you can obviously grow and learn from it. But that has definitely been a process that I've oh. had to um, had to go through. Over, I think it's I because
2: for me, doing. like I would um, obviously we shut all the the um television stuff. Mm. and it always like i've always always had i mean it was always really good you know not blowing my own trumpet i don't mean that but you know like i never really had any criticism because they were just like they they really you know we could shoot soft and hard we could edit stuff they never had to check any i mean obviously they do check it because it goes on tv and it'll cost them a lot of fucking money if like we happen to slip a tiny bit of dick in or something but um like, I never really got a lot of criticism from them because they, they were like, oh, my God, it's amazing kind of thing. Um, and they always knew, okay, well, we want a really good series, go to Angel and her husband because they produce really good stuff. So to, <laughs> to get the criticism, I was like, oh, <laughs> but... John Stagliano is like the king of like Gonzo like you know so to get it from him you kind of like go okay yeah cool I accept what you've said is 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 true and I can improve it through here you know
0: continuing the conversation on Proverbs after this short break
1: How has it been as well, sharing your experiences and using social media as well, just to talk about your career? Um, What has that been like for you? I'm a little bit bad with social media at the moment. I
2: kind of had um, some sort of time off it.
1: Which I think sometimes is a good thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, But I'm sort of now back on it. I mean, it has helped. I mean, but the thing is, though, I, I grew up in the like, I mean, Pornhub came out a few years later, didn't it? I think a lot of social media. There's a lot of freeloaders for our industry. They just want free, free, free stuff. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I probably don't use it to my to my advantage. I think I was I was addicted to social media a few years ago. Like I would, I would like put everything and anything on there, not anything. I mean, but everything, my whole life on there, and it kind of took took it away. But I think there was a time when um, porn sort of. I was really like I was just angel if you know what I mean whereas now I'm very much Sarah and angel um mm-hmm. so I do have my time at home which is me being normal if, if you know what I mean um so I probably don't use it to the advantage is is the answer really um it has helped mm-hmm. me in, in the past um right now I don't think it's necessarily working for me but I think that's because I've I kind of stopped on it for so long. Um, so I'm just trying to build it back up really now.
1: Yeah, I think it is It is good to take a break sometimes for sure. And I, I get what you mean about the freeloading. It, it can be very difficult again when you're working in the creative industry to, to really, you know, demand a price and, and stick to it because, you know, people are wanting other people to do stuff for free um, or mm. for mates rates all the time and it's about you know respecting the the amount of work that you put in and the work that you've done over the years to build yourself up into mm. that position i think social media is really toxic in that way sometimes especially when it comes to work and employment as well I, mean, I have to admit though i've never touched wood <laughs> i've never really had
2: um sort of really bad experiences with social media i know some people get trolled like mm. you know i don't understand trolls like i don't understand like what they get out of being
0: mm-hmm. keyboard
2: warriors at home um i do know that when i first started because obviously when i first started in the industry i was blonde really fucking skinny like i look back on it i'm like oh my god god i look so skinny and i've got no boobs or whatever and i had three shit tattoos so when i um sort of 10 years ago i was like you know what and i never changed myself because i felt that i had to be this way because that's what the porn industry knew me as and like oh if i started to change my look and all of that um you know they might not like might not like it and they might not follow me and So the day I decided to actually be me, um, I mean, I'm a lot heavier tattooed now. I've got my head shaved on one side, you know, bright colour hair and stuff. Um, I got so much like so much crap from people when I did when I decided to change. Like, oh, you know. You, you you know you shouldn't be changing. You should be staying the way you are. You know like you know no one's gonna wank to wank to you, which is obviously at the end of the day I have to have people wanking to me because that's what pays my bills. Yeah. Um, so it took a long time, and I did get a lot of trolls then and on forums because I mean that's how people like talked about porn then. It wasn't necessarily um there was just loads of little forums ar- around <laughs> like because it wasn't really the internet. I hadn't really. I mean, you didn't get free porn and you didn't get all of this. But I just kind of thought, well, you know what? I just want to be me and, and I'm a lot more comfortable in myself now. Um, I think I gained a lot more um, fans, like new fans. And then I, the way I looked at it was, well, I haven't changed who I am. I've just changed my looks. If you like mm-hmm. me and like my stuff, you'll come with me. If you don't, then then that's fine you know variety is the spice of life at the end of the day trolling
1: online and hating online is such a sad strange mentality to me I also think as well it, it gives people a sense of ownership over who you are and your life as well people are mm. so invested in what people are doing in their personal lives and they feel as though they own a part of you and so when you step outside their expectation of you or your life yeah. they don't like it it's just I, I don't understand how we've got to a position in society where we feel it's okay to comment um on it's crazy things, isn't it are really they're doing I know it's just it's really really sad but I think the more that we push back against that like as you said you know you were doing this for you to make you yourself feel better and that's that's the most important thing I think yeah mm. the more that we push push back against that I think yeah the, the less I guess those sort of people win and, and get their way yeah, um exactly. it's very very weird Very strange. Um, What advice would you give Angel to people that are starting out in the porn industry? Just make sure it's what you really want
2: to do at the end of Mm -hmm. the day, because, you know, I mean, I, well, I know people that have done it like this was years ago. um, People go, I haven't haven't told my family or I haven't told. And I'm like, obviously it's a lot easier to find things out now because of social media when, like I said, when I first started, there wasn't social media. The only way they could get hold of me is if they had my email address. Do you know what I mean? And, and that was, that was it. Hence the forums because they could like chat and stuff. Um, And I could never understand people not telling their families or whoever it is because someone will see it and someone will, because I I mean, I suppose it is the equivalent of a troll, isn't it really? Like, Going, I mean, when I started, I did tell my mum, and my dad lives in Canada, and I did tell him, you know, and all of that. But sort of about three months after I told my mum, someone went up to my mum, was like, Oh, I seen, you know, I know what your I know what your Sarah's doing, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um but she already knew, so people will always know. Um yeah. so I just think you just need to n- make sure that like you really want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a very different business between the pro porn industry and an OnlyFans industry. I mean, you can do it all yourself. Now you don't have to, if you don't want to, you don't have to do mainstream porn. You know, you can, you've got, you've got your, you know, an iPhone is an amazing camera now, isn't it? At the end of the day. And you can run your, your own, your own stuff all on OnlyFans or you know, or any of the platforms that are out there. And you can make your own money and then then you can um yourself how you want to market yourself. Um yeah. put out what you want to put out. Um so yeah, I just think it's just something that you just need to think about because it's always going to be there. Yeah.
1: Like I I think that's a really good bit of advice. I really do. I think being completely comfortable
0: yeah. in
1: your decision as well is an, is, a, is a really important thing because, you know, it's a part of your life and you should feel comfortable. You should yeah, at least exactly. be able to share that with the people that you love or the people that are close to you and, and not be ashamed in that decision if either.
2: If you're ashamed of it, then you don't want to be doing it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Because... yeah it will just fuck with your head. Totally fuck with your head. You know what I mean? You can't do something and and then have loads of people watch it and then go, Oh my God, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it anymore. You know? I mean, I know Mm -hmm. things change, like, you know, people will come into the industry and leave or people stay forever. Do you know what I mean? But I do. Yeah. I just think you just need to be comfortable with it and just realize that once it's, you know, once your pussy's out there with your face out there, it's, it's out there kind of thing.
1: Yeah. There
2: you go. And Would save your say- money. Save your money, like because you know you can make an alright
1: money. So just save it, really. Mm. Yeah, I think it's good that, you know, people are able to do this as well, as you said, from the comfort of their own home. You're, yeah. We have one of the best cameras available in our hands 24-7, which is on the back of your iPhone. And it, and it I guess, gives people a sense of control, being able to control, as you said, what they're putting out there and and what sort of image they, they want to portray and how they want to come across, which is, which is a good thing as well. There's benefits in that. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that attitudes towards sex and the porn industry are changing or have changed over the years since you first started?
2: Mm, Good question. I think it's slightly more acceptable now um, because the younger generation seem to be a lot more open um, about things, you know, even mental health, sex, everything. They seem to be just a lot more open about everything so that's more acceptable you're still going to get all the old people though aren't you like yeah older than my generation kind of thing who still look down on you and um but we're i think we're still very prudish in england <laughs> like we are i think england
1: in particular as well i I, i'm sure you traveled a lot for your work and i'm sure there are differences depending on where you're at but i think england we are still very sort of stiff upper lip let's not talk about certain things which i think is really sad and i think is really damaging as well yeah like um i don't i i I think it definitely has
2: changed like Mm since I was you know younger and in 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 the industry but it's a lot more open isn't it now like with so Mm. like I know I go on and on I'm just repeating myself you know social media but it is (laughs) it is so different now compared to 20 years ago like you know you would already know the only reason someone would know about me is because they've watched me on um an adult channel, a TV Mm. adult channel, or on a DVD, they've gone into a shop and actually bought a DVD. Now going to Pornhub, you can just look, you know, search anything. So it's a lot easier for people to see it. Um, I still think that people look down on people that do porn. I do think that they, they don't see it as the business. They see it as, Oh, you just, you just have sex. Mm. You know, you just, they don't see all the, all the bits that you do. To to actually the sex is the little bit of it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. everything else that goes with it is um. There's so much that goes with it that you have to do. It's not about just you don't just go and have sex and you make money like. Mm -hmm. God it'd be so easy if it was like that do you know what I mean (laughs) pro scenes where you go and you do you get paid per scene yeah that is kind of like but it's still so mentally draining on your body do people realize I mean I don't even think I could go and do a pro scene now I could Mm -hmm. because I'm you know it's kind of like muscle memory and all that but the next day I would be in bits like Mm -hmm. because you have to pose right you have to it's not just about sex like you have to get in the right angles you have to think about the camera you have to you know you have to do all the pretty girl photos you have to pose right and stuff so I've now I know I've gone all way off the like topic of what you asked me
1: <laughs> no but I think it, you've Just opened like... up a, a, another you know good point which is I think when people are narrow-minded or closed-minded or have made up their mind about a, a topic or a situation or a form of employment without asking questions or without investigating and finding out for themselves they're not asking the questions that ultimately would change their opinion and i, I think it's yeah. it's so true but it's good to see that there is sort of some sort of a change especially with that younger generation of just being more accepting think and more a, understanding
2: i do think it's a huge change if i'm honest mm-hmm. like um of just accepting it. I mean, there's so many girls doing the OnlyFans and everything. And, and do you know mm-hmm. that some of these OnlyFans girls, you wouldn't actually know them at all unless they're um, you're on their OnlyFans. You wouldn't actually even know they did it mm. because, you know, it's not like doing a pro scene and go going on Pornhub. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like it's a very different business. Um, the, the you know the girls that are doing their own platforms. Um, I, I yeah. mean OnlyFans is just. It's changed the whole market, really, if I'm honest with you, which is good, you know, because we are in control of our own, you know, our own destiny rather than having to. I mean, I found it really hard when I when I used to work because because I wasn't massive boobs, because I wasn't your typical. I didn't po. I mean, I never wanted to be a model. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to fuck. Mm. That was a thing. I never wanted to be a model. And I wouldn't call myself a model at all because doing pictures. Oh, my God, it's so bad. Whereas now I can do them on my own, then the, yeah. the you only put out the ones you want. But like of some of the pictures, I the pictures I took for pretty girls, I'm like, oh my God, look at me. <laughs> like, yeah, I look at them, I'm just like, fucking hard. <laughs> you know, you know, whereas girls nowadays or people, people, not girls, everyone. You know, it's just so much easier. It's, you know, every everyone's got Instagram and everyone's like, you know, they love putting pictures out of themselves,
1: don't they? It's mm is very different
2: so it's
1: you know i don't know it is it is nice to have that control over your own content and and the stuff that you're putting out for sure angel i'll i'll ask you the final question which is the same question that we ask at the end of every episode which is about your mantra for life what is your mantra for life if you have one or what is the thing that gets you up in the mornings and keeps you going I just want to be happy. Do you know what? I know everyone mm-hmm. always says that, don't they? They're just
2: like, I just think right now I am so contented in my own brain, which is the I'm the most contented I've ever really been at the moment. And I think it's just because I've just I'm just doing things simple like I do only do things that I want to do. You know, I um, I'm really into sort of fitness. Um and I do realize when I don't do fit my fitness, I'm a moody ass cow. Um, mm-hmm. So I just think I just wake up in the morning, you know, like I want to take my dogs out. I want to, um, I want to do what I want to do for the day. I just want to go to the gym and I just want to be happy. And I think that's what it is, is, is just finding happiness in yourself and doing and learning that you don't have to uh, please everyone. I mm-hmm. think, you know, like I used that is to a really like, powerful
1: thing. When yeah, when like, you've got a hold of that, of being content, you know, with your with your own, I guess, with your own pleasure and with with your own opinions and with yeah. yourself, that is a really powerful thing. I think over the past two years, since you know, the start of the pandemic, it's it's been hard for for a lot of people, but I think one of the greatest things that have come out of it is us all getting to know ourselves so much better yeah. and learning to sort of balance that work life situation where people are enjoying the simpler things now whether it be hanging out with family or as you said walking the dog or getting to know what you actually like and the things that get you out of bed and keep you going and keep you happy i think Mm. that that's been a real real positive that i've seen and and people have changed their lives in in ways that i don't think they ever would have done so before if we hadn't been forced into a situation where we had to slow things down Um, but happiness is the key to everything for Mm -hmm. sure so that's that's a really really good one definitely thank you for that angel this has been so great i knew i was going to enjoy this one you're <laughs> such a great girl honestly it's been so nice chatting to you oh. i know you've got a podcast as well where can people find you where can we listen oh. when do episodes drop oh, how, how
2: exciting is this i'm like oh my god <laughs> this is the first podcast i've ever done with anyone else as well so i'm like oh um, <laughs> so yeah my podcast is called the angel Long podcast um it's I've got about 35 episodes now so it's quite a lot of episodes basically what it is is I the reason I started it was because of my social anxiety and the fact that um I have cystic fibrosis so when the first lockdown came in I literally was so scared of everything I was like oh my god I didn't leave the house and I didn't do this and you know and I don't really speak to a lot of people on the phone because I hate the phones like I can't talk Mm -hmm. to people um so I was like I said to my husband I was a little bit worried about going back out and Shooting and actually being able to talk to people um because I find that quite hard so I was like you know what and I I I was doing my Zwift on my bike in my house and I was listening I started to listen to podcasts and I'd never really listened to them um before and I thought you know what I want to fucking do this and I thought it'd be a really good way of helping my anxiety because I can talk about porn um Obviously, my podcast is about porn, um, but I felt that I would be comfortable talking to people about porn. And I just felt that it was like it would get me back into talking to people after, you know, being in the house for like fuck knows how long it was and and all of that. So um, literally the idea came from listening to the podcast and thinking this would be good. I did one for my OnlyFans, just a little record, And I was like, you know what? This is cool as fuck. I'm going to do it. Um, so what I do, my podcast is about porn, my life in general, but also chatting with other um, porn performers. Or I've also done a sex toy company. Um, I've also done a the lady that owned Television X um, adult channel. Um, and then I've interviewed about 30 porn stars. So it's just you know and it's just like this just chatting with them different things and then whatever comes up comes up kind of thing um
1: yeah. they they drop every sunday oh that's amazing we love a bit of exposure therapy as well yes. when it's done right it can have some great yes. benefits and i'm glad that it helped you as it well because it, it is tough out there it is really really tough out there but it sounds great so go and give it a listen thank you so much angel for joining us thank you for having and me i had amazing. so
0: much fun i loved it, yes. I loved it. <laughs> And that concludes this episode of Proverbs with Daisy Maskell. That is me. I hope you enjoyed it. Hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And I will see you soon.